Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. We've got the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web. Barry the Bugger. Oh, we got Vinny Two Tanks. Casey the Tobacco Nut. Even yeah. from scubaboard.com, Pete is with us as well. Yes. Yes. We got a full crew. But uh, look, we got a really cool story for you right now, or I don't know, something I think I find very inspiring. Sergio is with us. Sergio, welcome to Scuba Radio. How are you? Hi, Greg. We're doing great. Unfortunately, we're having a big thunderstorm, so you're going to be listening some thunder. No problem. We'll make the best of it. Now, Sergio, uh, first off, I don't even want to attempt your last name, but I want to get it out there, Sergio. Go ahead and say it for everyone, because I know I won't even get it right. Last name is Basque, and it's Echeverria. Sergio Echeverria. Okay. All right. I'll just leave it at that. You want to repeat that, CJ? Sergio Echeverria. Wow. Good job, JC. Wow. That is amazing. I can't believe he got that. How did you do that? Did you read that somewhere? Oh, I'm a professional. He is. He is. He's much better than I. But uh, Sergio, regardless, you, you got a, an inspiring story because what is great is that, well, uh, you got an event happening a week from today to help fund uh, some diving activities that you want to partake in. Because first off, let's back up and tell your story. This happened in February. What happened to you? That's correct. Uh, I was visiting our family farm, and it was a cold day, probably in the, in the 40s. But yeah. it was warm enough that the snow was starting to melt. One of the first things we do when we go to the farm, because it's a large area of space that my father-in-law and my mother-in-law put together for the kids to get them out of trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have to warm the vehicles that we use on the farm. Uh, so I, I started with a golf cart, and I went up the silo to warm up the engine. I put it back down. That's about 9 or 9.30. Uh-huh. I was warming up the best vehicle we have, which uh, is a four-wheel drive vehicle. And I was going up the hill, and immediately, like a wave, like a slide of mud and, and ice hit me. Mm. And the vehicle went backwards. I tried to correct myself, and I ended in a about 10 feet deep uh, ditch under the vehicle. So I immediately tried to yell for help. I could not move. I couldn't move my arms. Uh, I couldn't reach my phone, which is in my pocket. And two hours later, thank God. Uh, another individual went through the same path uh, and saw me because he had to feed the animals, and they rescued me. And I spent the first 15 days up in uh, Albany Hospital, and then my wife, that is a miracle maker, was able to fly me down to 
uh, the Lean Rehab Center, and Dr. Green at that time, he's retired now, yeah. uh, was, was the main doctor taking care of me, and Dr. Nadal. And uh, that was, you know, seven, seven and a half months ago. And I intend to continue as hard as I can to get in the water. Well, you, you were an avid spearfisher and diver for years before this happened, right? Oh, that, that is correct. I and, have dived over 10,000 dives. I have my license uh, back in like 92, 93. Yeah. I partake in, as an independent instructor, I partake with several dive shops whenever they needed uh, to fill in the holes. Mm-hmm. I also do my real estate down here in South Beach. And I promote, you can imagine, just at water. There you go. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. So here you got an avid scuba diver, very active, has this tragic accident. And uh, you can't see him on Facebook or YouTube today because we didn't hook that system up. But but Sergio is in a wheelchair today and, yes. and you're in rehab, but but you are, are pretty limited on what you can do at the moment. Is that right? That is very correct. Uh, I don't have any, uh, uh, what do you call it, utility out of my fingers. Mm. I, I can move more than what i was uh diagnosed they believe that i have surpassed what i was not supposed to be doing yeah and two weeks ago i had the privilege of getting in the water in the swimming pool uh and be attended all by myself which was great with people that were there to help me float right and the next week i was able to float on my own uh using my body positioning and breathing and that's one of the things i have to improve i have to improve my breathing uh, so that my lungs become a good buoyant. Mm-hmm. And, and one of my left arms doesn't have a, a rotator cuff functioning properly. So it's very hard to swim backstroke or freestyle, so I swim like a breaststroke. Um, but all this has been possible because some of my close or friends of my wife and her business, which is in the hotel business, volunteer the Hotel Shelbourne in O'Collins Avenue to a, a provide me or allow me to use their wheel uh, access and also to use the pool chair, which is a big problem because most of them either don't work or people don't know what to do with them. Sure, yeah. I find like three different places, even the the parks, they don't, you know, oh yeah, it's over there, it works, well, I don't know, but that's cover. Why don't you take the cover off and show me that it works? Right. When they do that, something's wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a whole different issue for sure. I, you know, what I want to zero in on, Sergio, though, is that here, here you were an avid diver before this accident happened, and you were on a mission to get back into the water. And I can just hear it in your, uh, in the way you speak that you know you're upbeat about it. You're going to do this, and and we've talked to people throughout the years here on Scuba Radio that have have used you know diving or the the chance to get back into diving is a you know is a goal to set for Correct. themselves. So so it's not just you know therapy for you know overcoming the challenges that you're trying to navigate now, which are extremely difficult, but it's also uh, mentally. Uh, something to kind of keep you in the game. We we, we see this with uh, you know military oh. folks that have had issues, but you're kind of long. You're doing that journey. It sounds like is that right? It is totally correct because you need to have an out an outlook. You need to have a goal, and uh, I am very lucky that I've been always been positive uh, in any other injury and trying to to overcome them and maintain mm-hmm. level of lifestyle. And right now, this was probably the hardest 
uh, lifestyle change that I can think of. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't imagine anything much worse than what you're dealing with. And and I, you know, and I, that's why I wanted to bring you on today because, uh, you know, it's inspiring. Everybody has challenges. But when you ever get to that point where you feel, oh, man, you know, life sucks. I can't do this. Uh, you know, what? A, and then you hear a story like Sergio. It's like you have nothing to complain about. And you, you you need to be grateful for what you're, you know, where you're at at the time. And, and try to help folks, you know, when you can. And, and that's what's happening right now. Your wife has spearheaded this effort. I mean, I know Neil Watson, the dive gods involved in this uh, fundraising effort to help you uh, make that adjustment or, or do whatever you need to do with, with training and, and the facilities that you need to contract with to kind of get you back in the water. And this event is going to be a week from today down at where in Miami, where is it? Well, Miami has several centers that are being uh, very important recently. One of them is the Windwood. Windwood is a neighborhood that used to be an industrial park where even Coca-Cola used to make Coke for mm. Miami. Okay. However, a few years ago, some smart guy that couldn't pay the rent said, Hey, there, there comes our basil. Why don't we open some of these bays and let some artists do some work in there? And we charge for the entry, and they do their work. So that became the, the, the norm. Airbrushers or sprayers all over the world. Right. Have, Come to have, windward, yeah. And have painted, with permissions, the walls around windward. There is another section there that is just like a, a small windward walls, and that's mm-hmm. all artwork. However, before this was really getting hot, uh, my brother-in-law, which is in production company, and production work came with the idea of let's let's bring a place here to be open for production. So Winwood work was the place, and he established Maps Mobile Art Production Services, and it's a lot open lot that faces all four corners, and there are a couple of other structures around it. And you can shoot like last week, the Ferrari company was shooting all the new Ferraris that were coming out for 2022. Yeah, like commercials, video, TV, whatever. Yeah, but but I'm running out of time, Sergio, so I want to get it out there. And we have a, a link to his video on the Scoop Radio Facebook page, but it's next week, like uh, starting at 5 p.m., I'm billion, 4 p.m.? That's correct, 4 to 8 p.m. in Winwood, and there will be, you know, a lot of good stuff. There you go. It's awesome. Sergio, we wish you the best. If you, if you want to support him, check out that link on a Scoop Radio Facebook page. Attend the event and support his efforts. It's inspiring. Great stuff. Good stuff, Sergio. We, we'll, uh, we'll keep following your story as well. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top-down at Explore Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explore Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explore Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explore Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explore Ventures 
Liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Save the St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks. New destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explorer Ventures Liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Tarek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Remember, you're swimming right now. Enjoy it. Don't grab for the water, man. Relax and just float. This is awesome. is the world's first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master that's inspiring stuff isn't it cj come on really cool sergio what's his last name i'd have to hear it again oh i knew it i knew you couldn't do it i commit it to memory yeah we, we got a link to it uh to the video about sergio's story on the scuba radio facebook page so if you want to follow his story or get involved in the fundraiser next saturday uh definitely check it out and participate as you see fit. I, you know, but the thing is, you know, here's a guy who's living life. He's an active diver, has a tragic situation, and that you know nobody sees these things coming. Sounds Sometimes, like an avalanche. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just uh, you know one of those fluke, Bug you know, slide, wasn't it? Bug yeah, slide, yeah, Flu- fluke accident paralyzed him. He's in a wheel- wheelchair. You know, that was in February. And, and he's now, a yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, he he was telling me off air before we uh, scheduled this that, you know, he's made a lot more progress than the doctors thought he would at this point. So he's still in that kind of, uh, you know, situation where we'll we'll see how much comes back. But chances are, it's not going to be great. Regardless, he's never going to be the same. Obviously, uh, but but the thing is, the beautiful thing about scuba diving is you're weightless. And and Pete, I know, has seen this in uh, years past with people that we've talked to, like Matt, you know, from the guy uh, yeah. who was uh, in a similar, similar situation. And he was <clears throat> really on a campaign to dive uh, just like everybody else because it, it's kind of, you know, the great equalizer when you're weightless like that. You know, people that have those type of challenges can still get down underwater and with the proper skill set and, and support staff. They can go Robert down there and dive of with the us. support divers. Is well, yeah, really yeah, important. but but both. I mean, you have your support staff, and you have to be, you know, you got to figure out how to navigate the uh, challenges that you have now uh, been given. 
by no choice of your own, right? They don't get a buddy, they get a team. Well, exactly. True. You know, and I, I, I'm an adaptive instructor. Yep. Adaptive diver instructor, because we don't want to call it disabled diving, you know, yeah. adaptive diving. Everyone's got little problems right. with dive heart. And you yep. know what? If you can get into something like that, it puts a real purpose into your diving because you're helping others. And let me tell you, whatever you put in, you'll get tenfold back out. I have no it's doubt about it. Thing. Yeah. I mean, just the stories themselves uh, are are inspiring to me. You know, but but yeah, you participate in that kind of stuff. It is, it's uh, it's very fulfilling. Uh, you know, but I just, I'm just inspired by the story because, like, I look at it from the standpoint of like I said at the beginning when we brought Sergio on. It's like, you know, when you think like ah, I don't want to go diving, this is too much work, or I, you know, I've done this, or you know, I'm I'm feeling it. You know, and if you're not feeling it for physical reason, like you know, you shouldn't dive. But if you're just kind of burnt out or you're like, eh, you know, life blows or whatever, it's like, quit complaining. <laughs> you know, you're like, I mean, you like, like the traffic sucks. I don't want to deal with the traffic or like, you know, just these little roadblocks. We have a tendency to put in front of ourselves sometimes to keep us from experiencing, you know, just the joy of diving. Because once you get out there and do it, you're just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. You know, hey, but Greg. some, but sometimes you you put all these uh, things in the way that keep kind of keep you from that experience, and, and then when you hear someone like, you know, Sergio, who's going through all this, all these challenges to get to that that one joy of diving that we all have a tendency maybe to take for granted. I guess that's what I'm t- trying to say. Is like, trust me, uh, get out there and do it if you have the uh, ability to do it. Because you never know when, you know, something could happen to you. You know what I mean? Pete, what do you think? Yeah, have you ever dove the Christ the Abyss statue? Yeah, down there in Key Largo, sure. Yeah, in Well, Penny the Camp. guy who got it to Key Largo, who was responsible, was a guy named Gabe. I can't remember his last name. Yeah. And he suffers from macular degeneration, which means he can't see much further than 18 inches in front of his nose. Yeah. And I got to guide him twice to his statue. You know, yeah. Nice. I, I tell you, it was just amazing to watch it because he had to feel it with his hands. Mm-hmm. Of course, we put gloves on it because it's covered with uh, um, coral, you know, fire right. coral. Uh, but it, it was truly amazing. I, I have a whole new appreciation for that statue. Uh, watching him dive it. Now he didn't make the statue. He didn't have it built. He's the one who got it from Italy down to the keys He's yeah the one who, and decided it was going to go to the keys because he could he could have put it anywhere he, he was in charge right and uh if you can get into whatever it is there's several of them out there dive hard is who i yep. go i i work with mm-hmm. um but it's just amazing to help them out because blind people autistic people quadriplegics paraplegics all of them can dive if you take the time and learn how to take them diving there you go there you go. And like I said, you get more out of it than they do sometimes. And that, that's the uh, common thread, uh, common story I hear all, all the time from folks, folks that participate in that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's very fulfilling. So there you go. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, participate. Uh, help out Sergio if you can. Or just, if nothing else, just take the story and apply it to yourself. And just don't take things for granted. I mean, you know, like I said, everybody has their challenges. Everybody has issues that pop up. And, you know, I've had mine. 
you know, nothing to the level of Sergio. But trust me, when, when these things happen, you always question. It's like, ah, gosh, could I ever bounce back? Yeah, you can. You know, just when you think, oh, this is going to stop me from ever doing what I, I love to do. No, it's not. Only thing that's going to stop you is you. I mean, listen to Sergio. You know, if he can do it, anybody can do it, is my point. Does that make sense? Are you inspired yes! now, CJ? Yes! Okay, ouch, there we go. There's the reaction. Diving, diving. <laughs> yeah. In, coach, put me in. Yeah, there, see? It's working. It's working. We're here to inspire. To do, you know, just don't take our lead. Just do, uh, is that I'm how it is? Perspire. Well, you, you, we could sweat things out. No one know? would know underwater if you're perspiring, right? They'll know when you get back up on the boat. Well, I don't know. It depends. Wind catches you, you the wrong way. You know, no, you're, you're all washed off at that point. <sighs> it, you, you've washed the funk off into the ocean. Not if you're just coming out of a sweaty wetsuit. What? Nah, not if you're in the no. The, Greg, that that would be before you jump in the water. No, maybe. the smell of urine will get to you before that. Whoa, hey, who who who, who urinates in their uh, wetsuit? Ick's name. I do, and, and I'm proud of what? it. What? Really? Do you, Barry? You're gonna Absolutely. admit that? Yeah. One of the reasons why I, I don't I, wear a wetsuit. I, I do not do that. It keeps me warm. There, there are people who uh, pee in their wetsuit, and there's people that lie about it. I don't do that. And you know what that's called, right, Greg? What? That warm spot in your wetsuit? Uh, that's a urine climb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew there was uh, bound to be a bad joke come out eventually, and there it was. Reared its ugly head. More coming up. World's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master CJ in the studio with me, and then the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web. Casey the Tobacco Nut, Vinny Two Tanks, Barry the Bladder, uh, even from. Sorry, uh, what? What did you just say? Barry what? Barry the bla- Bladder? <laughs> Barry the Bladder. Barry the Bladder, yes. <laughs> Who just admitted he likes to uh, relieve himself in his wetsuit. And a song it. about it. Pee-pee-berry. I, I don't know. To pee or not to pee in your wetsuit? Is that, that the, is question? the question? Eddie yes. digs for iguanas. Okay. No, I, I don't, don't dig for iguanas. Is that a euphemism? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid it might be, and I don't think we should go any deeper into that topic. He doesn't want to sure. be impeded. Yeah. They, and, it, and coming with the puns, bringing them on, is uh, Pete from Scuba Board. God bless him. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm honest. I, I do not do that, especially in my own wetsuit. I don't like that idea of uh, swimming around in my own juices. Just not a fan. Well, but, Barry, you uh, are proud to admit it. You're one of those. Yep. Uh, you want to borrow my wetsuit? No, I do not. 
I do See, not. That's the reason why. I've even had uh, people say, you know, that don't wear wetsuits are just going in their, you know, bathing trunks or bikinis or whatever and said, uh, I wouldn't dive behind me if I were you. And I was like, right. whoa. So they're, they're creating a wake. I'm definitely a whiz kid. Well, okay. Very right. You're in the warm spot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I don't know what to think of that other than. Moral of the story, stay ahead of Barry. Or just, you know, when you're diving in a group with a buddy that you don't know real well, maybe you want to go side by side and an not single jet. file. Aqua jet. Yeah, then maybe go away. Could you spread? (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's a great idea. Scuba jet. (laughs) Scuba jet. I'm sorry. Scuba jet. Oh, boy. I don't know how we got on this topic, but we probably should move off of it. Barry just blurted it out. Yeah, bury the bladder. He's the best. That's going to stick, I think. Bury the bladder. Better than bury the bugger. (laughs) Okay, he said it. Not me. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Peter, uh, die guy from uh, Humble Explorer and the Galapagos Islands. You are listening to Scuba Radio, the world first radio show devoted to the diving. Now, here's the guy who likes stirring the boobies as much as I do. Great the dive master. Will there be boobies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got boobies in uh, Galapagos. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. And uh, if you're in there, you might have, uh, find yourself staring at the boobies. Uh, they have uh, they're blue footed, and uh, take uh, take yourself, you know, take your mind off the fact that you know if you have Barry the bladder as your dive buddy, uh, he might be uh, you know marking his territory. That's okay. You'll under be the water behind me. No, I will not be diving behind you from here <laughs> to eternity. Now that we know. Woo-hoo. He's openly admitted. He's come out of the urinal and admitted that's what he uh, prefers to do. So, I don't know. It was Barry the Bugger, but now it may have to be Barry the Bladder. The Gladder Bladder. Okay. Well, we'll just stick with the, Jerry the keep was it here, simple. He would mention the Golden Poltergeist. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but he's not, so we won't. He's that probably going to make those with all the beers he's been having. Well, uh, you know, it is uh, it is the season of the witch. He'll end up passed out so. in a ditch, and then on the way the game's over, and the fans are letting out of the stadium <laughs> and just relieving them. themselves all over all him. Over. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, talk about other disturbing things, since we're kind of along that uh, line right now. You know, the Goliath Grouper has been oh, uh, under yeah. attack the last couple years. Uh, from the fishing community in Florida. Now, these are, you know, the whole classic Jewfish. They changed mm-hmm. it to Goliath grouper. Massive, massive groupers. And uh, uh, quite a thing to behold underwater. You know, we're talking the size of Barry the Bladder here, some of these fish. They're massive. And, um, That's so unfair. What do you mean? That's so appropriate. 
I'm just I'm just trying to paint not, a picture. They're, they're a uh, lot bigger than he is. Well, it depends on the on the grouper, doesn't it? Yeah, if they're baby, maybe. But well, okay, yeah, they are, they Most would be bigger them, than Barry. Uh, I guess they would be are, bigger are than three or four berries. All right, eh, they're bigger than Barry the bladder. They're massive. I have, I have something to work towards. But similar okay. to Barry, they urinate underwater. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. It, with it, the here's an important paper. clue, Casey. Everything urinates under the water. And those of us who know better call them Jewfish. Okay. So uh, Pete is definitely not one to you know, succumb to the uh, political correctness of the Goliath grouper, evidently. It's not politically correct. It's politically incorrect. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's a whole other issue. Worst enemy. Not going to do it. That's a whole other thing. But the Goliath Grouper will keep with what they're reporting right now and call them <laughs> that. Uh, the The fishing industry has uh, won the right to start fishing these things after 30 years of the fishery being shut down for Goliath Grouper in Florida. So in starting places, not everywhere, right? Well, not everywhere, but starting in 2023, they're going to open up the Goliath Grouper fishery to like 200 a year. Uh, mm-hmm. That they can take now. It's interesting how they're setting this up, and you know we've mentioned this before on the show. The diving community be, has been pretty much unified and being dead set against any kind of uh, fishery opening up for Goliath Grouper because they're so valuable as a underwater tourist attraction. So or how do they track them? And they're you supposed to register when you catch one? Yeah, they're going to do a, a lottery system, or or you buy a permit, kind of like uh, kind of like you would for alligators in florida they're doing the same type of system where you can uh you can sign up for a permit and then if you win i i I assume it's a first come first serve permit buying or lottery system because there's only gonna be 200 fish available and if you win it it costs you 500 bucks to take a fish so it's kind of crazy money wise but you know the fishing the recreational fishing industry has been pushing for this for some time and it's only trophy-wise, because didn't you say they were not good meat? Well, I guess it's up to them. I don't know. But, yeah, they say they're not uh, very good eating fish, because when they get that big, they get a lot of worms and stuff in them. That's and, disgusting. Yeah. They also get a high concentration of mercury. Yeah, there's that. You know, but, hell, if you're paying 500 bucks, maybe you'll eat it anyway. I don't know what the hell they'll do with them. But, you know, it's a, it's a sport fishing thing. And, you know, when this issue came up a couple years ago, I didn't really get up on the bandwagon too much about it myself personally because I was, I, I knew what was happening, which was the Florida recreational uh, fishing community was pushing hard on this. And uh, anybody who's dealt with the lobby in Florida and knows how the politics work uh, knew we were going to lose this one. And I, I, I saw this coming a long time ago. I just know how much money is involved, and and when they make their mind up that they want a fishery open, uh, they're going to find a way. And so the fishing industry got together, recreational fishing industry got together, got their you know so called studies to show that the Goliath grouper were coming back. And you know what? There could be some truth to that. I mean, I'm not saying they're totally wrong either about the populations bouncing back. The question is, will they be able to sustain uh, that recovery over time, especially if they uh, start taking them out uh, next year? So, you know, it it is what it is. It's unfortunate to say the least. Uh, But we, uh, you know, you, you, 
you know, what are you, you going to do? Is it a one-year trial at least? No, is it, this no, is a new like, thing. Just forever. You know, the, from their perspective. they, they got to reassess let, it let me play. Let me play devil's advocate, advocate for the fishing community, which I, I'm not a big fan of sometimes when it comes to things like this, obviously. But what, they're, what they see is when, when uh, you know, the state or, you know, environmental organizations come in and say, hey, we got to close down, say, you know, uh, red snapper fishery. Uh, the the stocks are are way down, and and uh, they're being depleted by too much fishing, overfishing. Okay, all right, maybe that you know that that's true, and then say we got to close it down and, and shut down the fishery for a year or two to give the fish an opportunity to bounce back, and they do that. But once they close it down, the fishing community always starts getting freaked out because. They'll never open it back up again, even if the fishery starts bouncing back. And that's kind of what has happened with Goliath Grouper. I mean, I think it's it's been 20, if not 30 years since, maybe it's 20 years. Do you know what it is, uh, Pete? It's 20 or, not, it's 20 or 30 years the, uh, the fishery has been shut down. And in that time, you know, there's no question that you, see, you can see Goliath Grouper much more than you did, say, 10 years ago. I mean, I think that's you know, you know, even anecdotally, you could talk to a lot of divers and 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 see that yeah, yeah, they see them more when they were practically fished out of existence, and you can't have that. But at what point do you say, okay, they've come back to a point where okay, we can start taking them again and managing the fish population of Goliath grouper to a manageable level where they're happy and the divers still are happy. Uh, and you're not, you know, wiping them off the face of the earth. You know that. That's I don't know. It. I didn't see the numbers. Did you, do you, what is it, Greg? They've been protected since 1990. Okay, so I was right. Thirty years. So, yeah, thirty-four. Yeah. So you know, in, in I mean, that 30, time, and uh, you know, the the studies have shown that they've come back. You know, have they come back to the level that they need to be? That's, you know, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But but the recreational fishing industry is like, well, look, you know, they're, they've come back. We ought to be able to take a few and, and manage the uh, resource, you know, for the fishing community, whether you feel that's, you know, appropriate or not. And, you know, you Why wanna... can they do catch and release? Uh, I don't I don't think. These, I, mean, I guess that's already available. These big now. fish yeah. are. What? I, I don't know if you can catch and really these things are huge. Oh, they do it all no, the time. They, yeah, they, they do. do. You can't keep them. They're, you're, they're, uh, but you know, do they grab fishermen's uh, bait? Yeah. And if you get one, you got to let it go immediately. Right. But yeah. I mean, you know, this is going to be the same as are they, are the fishermen truly going to adhere to the maximum number that they could catch per year? Is it going to be like, you know, lobsters? No one ever catches a short and keeps it. No one ever catches an egg-bearing female and keeps it. Well, you're going to get, uh, literally, it's one per person, and you have to pay a $500 fee. It's going to be set up like alligators. uh, Right, that's the license, but he's saying, how do you enforce it? Yeah. Well, I mean, just like you would... They yeah. don't sell any more licenses. Yeah, exactly. You you get a, a ticket. Yeah, I mean, are you going to have poachers? They don't. Well, well maybe that's that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Poach it now. So that part of it isn't going to change. But you know, still, I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's very unfortunate. Uh, I can only hope, or my hope is, that at least if, if they do this, you know, the fishery can handle it, and we can still see all the Goliath grouper we want to see. And it doesn't hurt the uh, fish stocks of this 
magnificent animal to see under the water. It's just one of them things we got to deal with as divers. My thoughts, your thoughts next. Stay close. Would you like to talk diving? Greg the Dive Master's all toweled down and ready to take your call now. Call Scuba Radio at 1-888-88-SCUBA. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving, flying, and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving, flying, and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy. And this is why I wanted to tell you about Nanook Professional Protective Cases. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. From their high-impact NK7 resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook cases generally cost less than similar products currently on the market. From an iPhone to a full set of dive gear, whatever you need to shield from the elements, Nanook Professional Protective Cases has the size, shape, and color for you. Go to Nanook.com. That's N-A-N-U-K.com for Nanook Professional Protective Cases. The evolution of protection. Hey, baby, what's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always, and I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today or stay a loser. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Here comes old Greg. He's a scaling mantis. He is Greg the Dive Master. What you doing in my waters? The show is a disaster. I got something to show you. He's Greg the Dive Master. Hi there. Master. Dive Master. Dive Master. Dive Master. Come on, Greg. Pleased to meet you. (laughs) I'm Dart. Hello, fishies. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Uh, Old Greg? We could probably retire that one, no? You don't think? (laughs) You you really? Actually, that's a classic. I don't know. Knock yourself out. There's only so many times that I can be called old Greg. I well, I mean, you put that in there. You, that what was not in the original song. What are you talking about? It's all he's old Greg. 
Right. He's a scaly man fish. Right. Yeah. And your point is what? <laughs> you could take that out of there. Yeah, I don't he know. He likes it. It sounds like work to me. I don't have time for that. Very, very little work. New, no, new. No. You could do that easily. None of that less is than, allowed. Less than three minutes. Don't even say that word. That four-letter word three is not minutes? allowed. <coughs> oh, God. Who's dying? Who has corona? Who was that? Rona. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, look, a, a couple little don't worry about it. program notes uh, that I want to pass along. This Tuesday will be the first... DEMA online seminar, and uh, yours truly, oh, Greg, he's old Greg, gets to host it. What time? Uh, if I want to say like, well, gosh, what is it? Let me look here. Uh, one o'clock. That's the day Captain Kirk goes into space. What are you talking about? Ooh. The 12th of October? Yeah. 1 p.m. Eastern you're up, time. You're, you're up against that? Is he going up uh, this Tuesday? Yep. He's going up this Tuesday really? as long as the weather's good. Well, he'll probably uh, he'll probably be tuned into the seminar then, I would imagine, because he's just going to be sitting there. What else does he have They to could do? sew his hairpiece right into his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> they could do that. Uh, but yeah, the that, demo... That sounds like it would be, uh, that would be a fire hazard, wouldn't it? it? Possibly, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say the DEMA online seminars kick off this Tuesday. They're going to happen every Tuesday and Wednesday. Leading up to the DEMA show. DEMA is the Diamond Equipment Marketing Association trade show. Uh, is uh, trade only, but we're going to give you a little backstage pass. Glimpse behind the curtain of the dive industry when they have that in-person, face-to-face event for the first time in a couple of years in Las Vegas, middle of November. But once again, this Tuesday is the first online seminar. And what, what it is, they, they uh, hire these speakers to uh, give tips on how to make your dive shop better, you know, how to, you know, work out new online systems to promote your dive-related business, you know, all these experts in that that type of, uh, you know, category. And they have me there to kind of help uh, manage and uh, do a little tap dance, song and dance routine uh, before they bring the, the main act on. I didn't know you were song and dance, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to be there to like help. Like Sammy Davis Jr. type stuff? Uh, you know what? I, I, I can do a little like tap dance. you can dance. tap dance on stairs. Song and that's, dance. That's another level. I got a whole song and dance routine that I uh, I do when, when you know, to keep things moving. With a cane? I, I might use a cane. Uh, Will you be playing guitar? You know what? There's been some talk of it. So if uh, people really want to be abused and they make their request, well, hey. Who am I to keep them from? Maybe the ukulele will show. Yeah, it could Good be a whole God. bunch of craziness. A tribute to the islands. Probably aloha. It's old Greg. The comments will probably be be more like, "Please, Greg, don't do this, don't do that," and I'll just sit there and say, "Hey, Cho from Hawaii, thanks for joining People us." People be like oh. holding up their lighters, going "Meli Kalikimaka." Yeah. If I only knew that Malikaliki song. Maka, dude. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I I, I probably will not do anything Tiny musical. Bubbles. So even when I play my guitar, I probably won't do anything musical. Just tap dance. No, I I mean it's probably it's not really tap dance as much as it's maybe an epileptic seizure. More of a dog and pony show. Yeah, like You can uh, do your version of Barefoot Man uh, rum cake. Well, you know, uh, the the girl from uh, Seinfeld, what's her name? Um, Elaine. Yeah, Elaine. Elaine. 
you know, the tap dancing kind of looks like her dancing, probably, is best I got. I haven't seen her dance, so she can't dance. She's not a... Uh, she has seizures. She's kind of known for not being able to do much. So I'm right there with her. So, you know, these are things that could pop up on the online seminars. They might be something to witness live. Maybe you could take a dance lesson no. online. Why would, I, why would I do that? Dancing Will with the stars. Will there be a quiz after the seminar? You know, they, they we, we do this show. We've been doing it for almost 25 years. Why would we start providing any kind of quality talent at this point? So we, you're we, saying people shouldn't tune No, in. I want to deliver what they expect. <laughs> Which is the as crap they get week in and week out on <laughs> Scuba Radio. So That's you are welcome. True. Over the years, we have we have honed our skills to a fine, fine edge. Fine powder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you are a member of the industry, I do encourage you to join uh, the party starting Tuesday. There's going to be some extra elements involved. They're giving away a Peregrine dive computer from Shearwater at DEMA this year. we got some trips to Bonaire. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of prizes and stuff. So if you can uh, join us for the online seminars leading up to the DEMA show, it might increase your odds uh, to be in the know to participate in such things. So go to demashow.com or actually DEMA.org might be the website to register for all those things. Okay. So there you go. That'll do it for this week, gang. And until uh, next time, remember, it's always better. Where, gang? Come on. Down. Down. Where it's wetter. Safe diving, everyone. On the down below, if you want to stay in the know. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the Internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go. The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They're not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.